0: Let's read God's word together. If you've got a Bible in front of you, uh, open with me to Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read from verse 38 to verse 42. Luke 10, 38 to 42. This is Jesus at the home of Martha and Mary. This is God's word. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet Which will not be taken away from her. In these verses, we're introduced um, to two sisters and their brother. So we have Mary, we've got Martha, and we have their brother Lazarus. And we know that Jesus loved them. John chapter 11, verse 5, it says this Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So Mary and Martha. And Lazarus are Jesus' friends. Now you've maybe never really thought about that. It seems like Jesus had friends outside the 12 disciples who lived with him and walked with him and, and journeyed with him. Jesus did have friends, um, and they do what friends would have done, um, what would have been the custom of the day. They invite Jesus into their home whenever he is in their time, and they offer him hospitality. However, these two sisters posture themselves very differently in this moment. We see Martha getting busy. She bustles around, getting uh, the preparations sorted for their guest. Whereas Mary, we read, she sat at the feet of Jesus. Distraction or devotion Let's make a few important points here. Martha was busy serving and getting things ready for a a very important guest. I mean, there couldn't be a more important guest than the Lord Jesus. She's hard at work and there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Hospitality was a big deal in Jesus' day and, and she wasn't gonna mess this moment up. She wants to get this just right. And so Martha gets busy. She was pulling out all the stops. No doubt if there was good china in Mary and Martha's day, she would have got that stuff out and she would have had the table all set with the best cutlery they had. You know, I I commend hard work and service. I like people who work hard. I like to see people working really hard. And in our house, in our family, we've got a saying that I use with our kids. And the saying is dead simple. It's hard work pays off whether it's with schoolwork, studies, exam revision, or even with with football training, I often say to our kids, hard work, and they respond, pays off. Hard work pays off. Martha is a hard worker. That's not the problem here. She comes to Jesus and she says, Lord, don't you care that, that my sister has left me to do all of the work by myself? Tell her to help me. But you see, Mary isn't Martha's problem either. The problem is that, verse 40 tells us this, the problem is that Martha was distracted by all of the preparations that had to be made. She is distracted in the busyness of this moment, perhaps even the chaos of this moment, getting everything ready, getting everything in place, being in control of this event. She is distracted from the presence of Jesus himself. I don't know if any of you have been to Sequoia National Park in California, but apparently, and I would love to go there, I haven't been, but they say that the highlight is getting to see the giant Sequoia Redwoods, these incredibly, uh, these massive trees after which the park is named. And these trees are awe-inspiring. They are literally awe-inspiring. They will make your jaw drop. They are massive in their beauty and in their size. And the largest redwood in the national park is the General Sherman tree, which towers above the forest at 275 feet in height. And it's also 25 feet In diameter or 25 feet wide. And they have an estimated age of over two and a half thousand years. They are literally awe-inspiring. But there's a story that one man uh, records of his experience of being at Sequoia National Park some years ago. And here's what he says. He says, as my family and I ambled among the giant redwoods, drinking in their exceptional elegance, I noticed a teenage boy walking along with his family. His eyes were transfixed, not by the trees, but by his Game Boy device. Today it would be a smartphone. He was engaged in some sort of video game that demanded his full attention. I was both fascinated and greatly distressed by this boy's apparent unawareness of the extraordinary beauty all around him. So I continued to look his way every now and then throughout our tour of the big tree. Sure enough, as near as I could tell, the boy never once lifted his eyes to gaze upon some of the most beautiful and astounding of God's creations. As I think about this boy today, I feel sad. My sadness is not just for him though. I feel sad for so many others of whom I am included. I'm just like him. We would confess that there are times, I would confess that there are times when I am one of these people. I can get so wrapped up in whatever is demanding my attention that I neglect the beauty of God's creation. Sometimes I'm caught up in work. Sometimes I'm blinded by worry. Often what keeps me from delighting in beauty is my ever-present handheld device. I don't have a Game Boy, but I do have a smartphone calls me to its Siren song. You see, this is the other quiet pandemic that affects all of us. And it's called distraction. I can see myself in that little boy walking through Sequoia National Park. I wonder, can you see yourself in that little boy? We all suffer from distraction Martha is hardworking, she's diligent, she's in servant mode, but she's also so distracted by it all that she misses Jesus. She's taken her eyes off Jesus. She's losing the personal presence of Jesus in the room and perhaps even in her life. Mary, on the other hand, where is Mary? Mary. Well, her sister is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Some translations include the word also, that Mary also sat at the feet of Jesus. And this could actually be very important because sometimes we think, yeah, Mary, Mary and Martha, Mary, she's the lazy one, isn't she? She's the one who who just lounged about at the feet of Jesus. She just lay there doing nothing while her sister was hard at work doing all the hard work. Maybe Christmas actually has been a little bit like that for you. Maybe you have felt like you've been the one doing all the hard work while your sister or your friend or whoever, your husband maybe, has just been lying about, lazing around, doing nothing. And sometimes we think of Mary like that. And maybe we could be tended to get a little bit annoyed with her, like her sister does. But Mary also sat at the feet of Jesus She also sat at the feet of Jesus. In other words, it's highly likely that she was like Martha, her sister. It's highly likely that Mary also got herself busy serving other people, tidying the house, preparing the food. But she also, in this moment, chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus. Before you're tempted to think that Mary is a great example to all of the the woman out there, um, She's actually a great example to every single one of us, men and women, young and old, boys and girls, adults, all of us. She's a great example to every single one of us. You see, Mary's posture was one of devotion to Jesus and not distraction from him. To sit at someone's feet, was a posture taken by disciples of a rabbi in Jesus' day when they would have listened to their teaching and instruction. In fact, in Acts chapter 22, verse 3, the apostle Paul says that he was educated at the feet of Gamaliel. It was a posture of discipleship. It was a posture of apprenticeship to a rabbi, to a teacher. You see, Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's eagerly desiring to learn from him, to rest in his presence, to hear his heart, to hear his words, to follow his instruction. Mary was devoted to Jesus. As we begin a new year, as we begin and embark upon 2023, my big question for us or the questions that I have for us are these. Are we going to begin the year distracted from Jesus or devoted to him? Are we going to start the new year off in the right tone, on the right foot? That's why we're doing this today. We simply want you to sit at the feet of Jesus this morning. We want you to find stillness today. January the 1st, 2023. We want you to sit at the feet of Jesus. A prayer resource has gone out. We want you to use that. We want you to find quiet space to be with him. We want you to find stillness today to set your hearts on devotion and not distraction into the year that is to come. Pray about that. Pray that your heart would be devoted in 2023 and not distracted. Many things are the one thing. You see, we've got to notice what Jesus says to Martha in verses uh, 41 and 42. Jesus says, Martha, Martha, why are you anxious and troubled about many things? But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. In other words, Mary has chosen the one thing which will not be taken from her. When a name is repeated twice in the Bible, God wants us to, to sit up and take notice. It's like Genesis 22 Abraham, Abraham, when an angel of the Lord comes and speaks to Abraham and Isaac's life is spared in that moment. Or Exodus three, when we read Moses, Moses, God calls to Moses out of a burning bush and Moses' life was never going to be the same again. Or first Samuel three, Samuel, Samuel, when God speaks to the boy Samuel in the night, never too young to be anointed by God for his purposes or Simon, Simon. When Jesus speaks to Simon Peter, prophesying that he will fail him. But following that, he will be restored to Jesus and he will be an encouragement to others in the faith. Or Saul, Saul, when Jesus speaks to Saul on the Damascus road and again, Saul would never be the same again. He would become Paul. He would go from a a, a killer of Christians to one of the greatest Christians, the greatest missionaries there has ever been. And now we have Martha, Martha. Jesus wants to make a very important point. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things. This is a really important statement for Jesus. You see, Martha wasn't doing anything wrong. She was busy serving, working. But in love, Jesus gently rebukes her. Many things are troubling Martha. But those many things that have been troubling her and given her an anxious heart have replaced the one thing that she needed more than anything else. And it's Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus who has chosen that one thing. What is this one thing? What is this good portion, this good part that will not be taken away from Mary? Be honest with yourself. How anxious and troubled are you by many things as the new year beckons us forward? What are the things that are troubling you? Family troubles, sickness in your own body or in your family, finances, mental health concerns, relational breakdowns, whatever it might be. We all get anxious and troubled by a whole host of things, by many things. Jesus sees those things. He knows those things. But he wants us to redirect our attention and our affections to the one thing that is really needed above everything else. The one thing is to sit at his feet, to be devoted to him, the rich young ruler who had everything. Jesus comes along to him and he says to him, you still lack one thing. And he says, come and follow me. In Psalm 37 verse four, David, who often contemplated the deeper things of life, says this, he says, one thing I've asked of the Lord that I will seek after him, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I may gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seek him in his temple. Or in Philippians 3, the apostle Paul, whose life was turned inside out and upside down after his encounter with Jesus, he says this, he says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The one thing. What's the best way to begin 2023? Well, the best way for us to begin this new year is to pursue the one thing above and before the many things, that we would choose to sit at the feet of Jesus, that we would position ourselves in faith, in his presence, at his feet every day, before the chaos of that day hits us like a hurricane, that we would sit at his feet, that we would see ourselves as disciples, as learners, as everyday apprentices of Jesus, that we would be devoted to him, that we would learn from him, that we would love him more and therefore that we would love others more as well. Just as we finish this this morning, um, Tyler Staten says this in his book, Praying Like Monks, Living Like Fools. He says, many people confuse stillness with waiting for revelation. Sometimes revelation does come and it's marvelous, but that's not the purpose of stillness. The purpose is consent. It's the daily practice of consenting to the work of God's spirit, which is deeper than understanding or words. It is how deep calls to deep from our soul to his. You see, God's presence is never the problem. Our presenting ourselves in his presence is the problem. We all struggle with stillness. But in stillness, we give God the first word and we let our spoken words, our our prayers follow as a response to who he is, to what he's done for us and to the promises he speaks over us. So 2023, let's prioritize daily devotion at the feet of Jesus. Let's kill daily distraction you know what those things are for you? Let's ensure weekly Sabbath, a day that's different, prioritizing gathered worship with God's people. Yes, we're online today, but as a priority, we want to gather here with God's people in this place every week, a day that's different, weekly Sabbath together with God's people. And finally, 2023, let's let's work and serve God from a place of rest, not the other way around. Let's not burn ourselves out. Let's not work hard and serve hard and give ourselves to other people and then rest. But when we find ourselves resting, we find ourselves exhausted, let's do it the other way around. Let's work and serve God from a place of rest, from that place at the feet of Jesus. Let's prioritize the one thing above and beyond all other things. Amen. Let me pray. And and then uh, we're going to sing together again. Let me encourage you to worship God from your home, wherever you are. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you invite us into your deep rest. May we work and serve and live and move and have our being in 2023, individually with our families, with our friends and with our church family. And may we do it from a place of rest. May we prioritize that as the one thing that we pursue before every other thing that we would sit at the feet of Jesus in devotion to him. And now may grace and mercy and peace from our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us, each one of us, this day, into 2023 and forevermore. Amen.